Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Man, we're on the good timeline here today. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all sorts of great professional wrestling. Then it all turns around on Friday. But hey, let's enjoy it while we can. What did you think of the second episode of NWA Power last night, as well as AW After Dark? I watched both of those shows. We can talk about those here today. Enjoyed both of them. There was a great Kenny Omega-Joey Janela match, which was completely nuts, and probably the best AEW TV match yet, and it was on YouTube. What'd you think of that batch? NWA Power, probably not quite as good as last week's show, but I still really like the show. Lots of great stuff on it. We could talk about both of those here today. And then we'll follow up on everything that's going on in WWE. Yes, we must talk about it. Obviously, we got the Raw ratings from Monday night. They were not good. We got Roman Reigns commenting on Hell in a Cell. Not good. We got more... Folks drafted, including one draft pick that had to have been done to screw with me. We'll talk about that here today. We'll tell you what brand everybody is on. And, of course, tonight, if you're unaware, it's the Wednesday Night Wars. We've got a full lineup for the NXT show tonight, which looks very good. And we've got a full lineup for the AEW show tonight, which looks very good. So we'll give you both of those here today. If you want to text us your thoughts on anything... The phone number, 425-780-7566. Text messages only. Don't bother calling. No one's going to answer. That is 425-780-7566. You can email me, Brian, at WrestlingObserver.com. And you can tweet me, at Brian Alvarez. Mike Sempervivi is going to join us after the break, and we're going to get into all of this. And there is a lot to get into in addition to everything that I talked about here. So... Stick around, everybody. We'll talk about all that. The NWA running a pay-per-view December 14th and so much more. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. thing about facts they're proven 
like the fact that crude oil contains impurities, or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities, and the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30, get a $100 travel reward credit with a full synthetic oil change through October 31st, 2019. Terms apply. Visit Pennzoil.com slash travel on. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hey, you're that famous actress. You must travel so much. What's the best site for hotel deals? Um, Hilton.com. <laughs> no, no, no. One with crazy savings. Hilton.com. With their price match guarantee, if you find a better rate, they match it and take 25% off. No, one with lots of options. Hilton.com has 16 top hotel brands. Hampton, Hilton Garden Inn, Waldorf Astoria. Hilton.com. You should totally do their commercials. <clears throat> Expect better. Expect Hilton. You're good. I know. Thank you. Applicable terms and conditions at Hilton.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back here, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Got a lot of news to get into here today. Don't even know where to get started, so I'll start here at the top. After the week draft special on Friday night, Combined with a monster NFL game, Raw fell to 2.28 million viewers for the second part of the draft. Compares to 2.67 million the last time Raw had a draft-type special in April. And 3.62 million viewers for the 2018 version of the shakeup. One can clearly say that Friday ruined what drawing power the draft gimmick had less. On the flip side, if the draft meant nothing... 
and SmackDown can maintain next week the number of cut on Friday, that would be a great sign going forward. Well, we'll see about that. The drops. Women 18 to 49 fell 21%. Men 18 to 49 fell 24%, which is almost unheard of. Teenage girls fell 35%. Teenage boys fell 34%. The teenage boy drop is also pretty much unheard of. Over 50 dropped 11%. So the turnoff of this show was with the 49 and under crowd. I cannot figure out, with Ricochet being a real-life superhero who's just like Spider-Man, how they lost so many teens. It's mind-blowing. 2.52 million first hour, 2.32 million second hour, 2.0 million third hour. They lost a half million viewers, coming off SmackDown losing a million viewers over the course of the show. So then, they did some more switches for the draft, and... I don't honestly think that they did this to mess with me, but you sure would think that. So if you watched Friday, as I've just ranted about countless times, they announced that you can draft a team as one pick. So USA Network then drafted Alexa as a pick, and then later they drafted Nikki Cross as a pick. So... Like total morons in storyline, they could have just taken both of them as one pick, but they wasted a pick by drafting them separately. Then they do a backstage thing on WWE.com where Alexa and Nikki talk about how happy they are that their team is still together. So I'm pretty much infuriated about how stupid this is. And then, of course, they announce there's going to be a big trade coming up. There's a big trade that's going to be taking place on WWE Backstage on FS1. A trade, they say. So, the show airs, and Triple H announces that Alexa and Nikki, as a team, have been traded to SmackDown. So, USA drafted them separately and wasted two picks, and now they're just going back to SmackDown. Well, who did they trade them for? Because the word is trade. Well, there is no trade. Triple H says they are going there. And I guess considerations for future draft picks down the line are involved. So they didn't even do a trade. They just moved them back. Whatever. So today they announced more roster additions. The Iconics, Ryder and Hawkins... By the way, as teams, Mojo Rawley, No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, all going to Raw. Cesaro, Luke Harper, Fire and Desire as a team, Dana Brooke, and Drake Maverick are all going to SmackDown. So that's the latest on the draft that they worked so hard on that they had all ready to go going into SmackDown and then just changed everything around over the course of a week. Whatever. That's the draft. I'm done. Hooray. Um, I, why didn't they just draft Fire and Desire and like Drake Maverick to Raw and then say, hey, we're working out this trade and we're going to trade Fire and Desire for Alexa and Nikki and we'll throw Drake Maverick in, you know, as as a little extra because, you know, this was supposed to be sport. This was supposed to be like a real draft. We were going to have war rooms like it was the NFL, and we were going to have NFL personalities there. And 
Oh, did you know they taped the war rooms and aired the exact same war rooms on Raw? Did we point that out yesterday? We didn't. But that's what happened, everybody. They taped the war room segments on SmackDown and just replayed them on Raw and pretended that they were real. That's how much trash they had yesterday, that or two days ago, that we actually forgot about that. We could have went on forever yesterday about that. But, yeah, no, thank God it's over, <laughs> and it will, we're done with it. And hopefully, you know, it's funny. The draft was jinxed from Jump Street way back in the day because I believe – I only heard a little of Observer Radio this morning, but I believe that Dave Meltzer and Garrett Gonzalez were talking about that time that Steve Austin refused to do a job to Brock Lesnar because he didn't think it made any sense in the grand scheme of what was going on, and that was absolutely the case. But long story short, they were supposed to do the draft right after that, and Steve Austin's leaving completely threw everything off he was supposed to be the first pick and then the nwo was supposed to be taken next i think it was but with him leaving everything got screwed up rick flair had to turn into being a heel jbl who was supposed to i believe he kind of partnered up with austin and get the rub off of that it it was basically kind of on his own for a while or at the time he was just still bradshaw and they were trying to split him off from farouk and it was like Ever since this thing has started, since day one, it has basically been a bad idea. And it's something that, as a sports fan, is so simple on paper that they just have butchered almost every time out. I want to mention one other thing that we'll talk about, some of the shows last night and the shows coming up tonight. I'm a big fan of Roman Reigns. I like Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns, 95% of the time, does a great job with the media. But he said something really stupid to Forbes. He's talking about the finish of Hell in a Cell, and he says, I think you should express your opinions, but it doesn't hurt anybody if you have a shred of respect. Have a little respect for the performers who are out there killing themselves for you. I didn't like the Hell in a Cell finish either, but I wasn't about to cuss some guys out who got hit in the head over and over. Bray Wyatt put his health on the line to entertain some fans to the best of his ability. I didn't like it. But I respect Bray's effort and willingness to go out there and do what you have to do. So if you can, just a little bit of respect. Dude, I didn't hear one person that had one negative thing to say about Bray Wyatt or Seth Rollins as performers. Not one. I'm sure if you scour the worst parts of the internet, you can find people upset with Bray or upset with Rollins. What actually happened in that match is that the fans got very angry, and it's abundantly clear when you watch it. They got very angry when it became abundantly clear that Bray Wyatt wasn't winning the title. If anything, the problem with the match was that they loved Bray Wyatt too much. When Bray Wyatt hit Sister Abigail and Seth kicked out, that's when they started to boo. When Seth started hitting his moves and Bray started to kick out, they started to get very excited. They wanted to see a title change. That was the first part of the problem. And then I know that WWE says that it was a ref stoppage finish. But what the fans saw was a referee tell Seth Rollins not to use a sledgehammer and warn him not to use it. And the moment that Seth used it, he called for the bell. It doesn't matter what you classify that as. In the eyes of the fans, that was a DQ 
in a Hell in a Cell match. That's what they hated. They hated the booking of the match. They hated the fact that Bray didn't win. They hated the finish. That's what they hated. Nobody hated Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt in the match. Yeah, the character of Seth Rollins looks like a geek because he used his finish 11 times and couldn't finish the guy. But nobody was mad at Colby or Husky, whatever his real name is. Nobody was mad at those two guys for their performance. Nobody was disrespecting them. They were disrespecting the booking and the fact that WWE didn't give them what they wanted. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. All right, before we do a special segment here, Mike has something to say about Bray. Well, I just wanted to add on uh, what the icing on the cake was and just remind everybody what that was and remind Roman Reigns what that was for the home viewer because you laid out nicely why the people inside the arena, some of the reasons that they were so upset over the finish. I mean, the entire structure of the match, surely, but the end absolutely ice their cake even worse for the home viewer was the fact that as seth had that sledgehammer out and again mind you bray wyatt earlier on had a massive mallet out there and that was okay but seth with the sledgehammer raises it up and the referee disqualifies him not because he is kicking too much ass as as vincent vincent verhai once said but it's because of feelings. Seth Rollins was DQ'd for feelings because, you know what, Seth? That's just not you. And I don't know, I doubt that came across to the person sitting in the arena way up on top. But that's what you told the home viewer. That's why Seth Rollins was being disqualified in this King of the, in, in this Hell in the Cell match. It's just, and I get, look, there are terrible people out there who anonymously say terrible things about you all over the place. That's just, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's one of the things that comes with the success and the, the level of notoriety and attention that, that professional wrestlers receive. But I don't see how anybody, for the, I, again, and there could be some, but I haven't peeled back anywhere to, to find out somebody that's that bad at their job where they decided to bash Bray Wyatt or, or Seth Rollins as people because the match sucked. Because realistically... It's not even their fault, and we understand that completely. It comes from higher up of why they were put in those positions. All right, producer Dom, you're on the air, buddy. What's going on? This What's up, Brian? Legendary Dom. What's up? What's happening? All right, so you watched the XFL draft, and you said that it sucked. Is that right? Yeah, I, I watched about five minutes of it, which was like a, a minute more than I watched of Raw, and it was just the production of it was astonishingly comical. You know, you think about it, Vince is worth billions of dollars, however much they're worth. I don't know how much they've actually sunk into the XFL in terms of their budgeting, but it basically looked like a bunch of high schoolers were deciding to do a fantasy football draft. They had a little conference call window going on. They had the uh, their timer. It wasn't an actual timer. It was like the clock on windows, and you every every time they reset it, you could see the mouse moving over, clicking to reset it. Somebody would pick the whatever player, and they'd go, confirmed, and they'd move on. It was considering WWE is uh, so much into the spectacle and, and making a production of things. I think about five minutes of planning went into it. Okay, so so did you watch You watch five minutes of Raw? Did you watch any of SmackDown? I did watch. Uh, the last SmackDown was the draft, right? Yes. Then, yes, I, I did watch. Watch more than five minutes, but typically I'll uh, DVR it and fast forward as as I work my way through it. So I I, I watched most of it, sort of. Okay, so my question is, because I got some some messages yesterday from people that said, 
the, the XFL draft was way better than the WWE draft. Is that true, in your opinion? It's pretty close. It's pretty damn close because at, like, at least it, the draft and the XFL made sense. Uh, you've, we, we've pointed out, uh, you talked about uh, Alexa and Nikki, and then I brought up, oh, they actually bothered spending a draft pick on gender. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the, uh, the WWE draft felt really clunky. It's like, oh, match, match, uh, didn't have anything to do with the draft, but there was another match, and then Stephanie McMahon comes out and announces a bunch of picks. It, it, was, it was really clunky and awkward. Uh, it wasn't clunky with the XFL, but it was very awkward still. All right. Well, Dom, thank you so much. The reason I bring that up, everybody, is because, you know, the draft sucked, and, you know, the idea was it's going to be like a sports-style thing. And then the thing that everybody said was it was like a parody of a sports style thing. Like if they'd actually done a really a legitimate sports style draft, it probably would have been a lot better. Well, yeah. the XFL just did a legitimate sports style draft, and apparently it was barely better. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> hey, I'll talk about this. Last night was AEW Dark and NWA Power, and they were both very good shows. I didn't watch AEW Dark last week, but I watched this week. It's basically. Uh, Tony Schiavone in a studio with a backdrop, and he explains to the fans the matches we're going to see tonight. We go to the building, we watch the matches, and in the middle of the YouTube show, they show the highlights of the main stories from last week's AEW on TNT. And it's an hour, it's fun, it's easy. If you don't want to watch a certain match, you just skip past and watch the next match. I watched all of them. Thought it was a very fun show. I thought that that uh, Jim Ross and Excalibur were so good on the show. Like everybody, I shouldn't say everybody. I always hear people that are negative about Jim Ross, and I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe part of it is they're mad at him because he left WWE, so they have to tell you that he sucks. But Jim Ross absolutely does not suck, and I I listen to him and Excalibur on the show, and I'm like. Jim Ross would walk into WWE and he'd be the best guy they've got today by, like, a country mile. And if you put him and Jerry Lawler together on Raw or SmackDown, they'd probably be up there with the best commentary teams in the entire business. They were so good. And the main event was the match everybody was talking about. Kenny Omega, Joey Janela, unsanctioned, lights-out match. It was insane. It wasn't the craziest match. It wasn't, like... That kill shot match on Lucha Underground or anything like that, that's still the craziest match I've ever seen on national television. And I guess this technically wasn't national television. But the last couple of minutes of this match where uh, I think it was like a Death Valley driver on the edge of four chairs, and then Omega gives him the one-winged angel through a chair for the finish. I mean, nearly kills this guy. It was the Kenny Omega that we've been seeing in New Japan. He had his working shoes on. He was out there to prove something. Joey Janelle is crazy. He's going to do anything to get over. I mean, it was a very good match. It probably was the best TV match that they've done so far. Thought it was great. And there you go. That's that's AEW Dark. Did you see this show? I did. It, it's uh, I watched both of them. Watch watched both that and NWA Power. And uh, I... This is gonna bring you know a certain faction out against me when you when you say that you don't like that style of match. Uh, I don't mind that style of match. It is what it is. It's one of those thirty-one flavors things. I don't know if 
much like Adam Page against Kip Sabian and some other things, I don't know if I would have had Kenny Omega and Joey Janela. <laughs> if I would have, that's the that's how I want. I I don't know. There was this wasn't New Japan Kenny Omega. This was you can take Kenny Omega out of DDT, but you can't take the DDT out of Kenny Omega thing because it was a spectacle and it was a showcase for Joey Janela, and that that's okay. Uh, because Joey, I mean, this is, that's what Joey Janelle is going to bring to the table, that type of stuff, that type of craziness. But I'm, I'm sitting there cringing and I'm thinking if this is anywhere else, if this is the main event of a PWG or an independent show or a game changer show or something like that, like, cool. I don't know if I need Kenny Omega with the style that he works anyway, risking himself anymore, taking, high bumps over the top rope onto the underneath part of the table and some of the stuff that went on there. And I just, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of this from, from multiple aspects. One, him getting injured and hurting a business point of view, him, as far as being a top tier, you know, heavyweight championship contender. And this is not an insult towards, towards Joey Janela, but it's like, they're supposed to be at different levels. I accept them at different levels as a wrestling fan. And I, I, I don't know if I like the gap closing to the level that it did. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, and again, I, I, I know that might be nitpicking to people or something like that. I just, it was wild. It was crazy. It was not my style of match. I don't know if I would consider it the best match I've seen, uh, throughout two episodes of dark and two episodes of, of dynamite, but it certainly was a spectacle. I would say this, though. If you're going to do something like that, maybe you should have it earlier in the dark portion of the proceedings because if they tape that in order, it seemed to be the crowd at points was pretty much, I don't want to say they were dead, but they seemed very, very tired out and were only popping for the death-defying stuff. And again, I don't know. I, again, I, if you love that type of stuff, that's going to be the type of stuff that you you super enjoyed about it. But, but the, the point of it me. was this. Here's the point of the whole match. They even explained this. Kenny Omega is on a losing streak, and he wants to turn everything around. And his next big match is against John Moxley at the pay-per-view. And what John Moxley is not going to do is what Steve Austin said 19 years ago this week when he's going to face Rikishi after getting run over. I ain't going to go in there and do arm drags I ain't going to go in there and do drop kicks. I'm not going to go in there and do any stupid Lucha Libre. They're going to have a crazy match. And so in Kenny's mind, to prepare for this match, I must beat this crazy Joey Janela in his kind of match, which he did. Great. I... I guess, I guess it's just to me, it's like, I don't know if this was again, if that was, if that's the point, then why don't you have him go out there? And I, I don't know against, I, to me, it was Joey Janela got far more out of this than Kenny Omega. And, and I understand that part of the story and everything. I just, how I would have went about going about it and, and how I think they should have gone going about it is, is different, but that this is like, look, this is going to be great for their fans and everything. And I understand I'm probably on the outside of this. I just don't think I'm alone. I'll say that. Well, we'll find out when I go through these texts in the next segment right here. Also, the imagine. NWA power last night. I don't think it was quite as good as the previous show, but it was still a very fun show. We got the debut of Trevor Murdoch, who actually put over Ricky Starks. I was not expecting that. Got a lot of great interviews. There was an incredible interview Later on with Eddie Kingston, I have no idea why he's not been signed to a national promotion. I guess Impact, but we'll talk about this more after the break. Observer Live.
Today through next Tuesday, Lumber Liquidators Flooring Yard Sale has over 400 floors on sale, up to 50% off. It's a sale so abundant that it literally cannot fit in our showroom and must spill out onto our parking lot. Or, for the sake of the metaphor, our yard. Or is it our driveway? Let's not get caught up in semantics. What's important here is that there are many, many floors on sale, up to 50% off. These are the floors homes are built on. Lumber Liquidators Flooring. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. At Aaron's, we believe good people are all around us. In fact, you hear it on the news all the time. Window washers dressed as superheroes spread joy at a children's hospital. That's why Aaron's approves good people other stores won't. Your credit isn't the best? That's fine. Need more time to pay? Let's work it out. When hundreds of options from top brands? Just lease with Aaron's. We even deliver to you for free. Because good people always deserve better. Aaron's. Easy, beautiful, affordable. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, Brian, I was in the crowd for the Omega Janela match. The arena was exhausted by the time the match happened, but the recorded audio made it sound much worse. That is from Scott in Maine. It did. I mean, that that was the one thing. It did come across. It came across quiet, but I guess I don't know if it necessarily mattered to a lot of people with what was actually taking place on the screen. Versus on the latest episode of Bischoff's podcast, when asked about working with Vince McMahon, he said the following. 
He is one of the most fascinating people I've ever worked with, and I don't throw around the word at genius lightly because that means different things to different people. But I think Vince, in his own way, is definitely a genius of sorts, however you want to define that. Well, define it for me. What does that mean? He's not a genius when it comes to putting a draft together or a wrestling show. He's, he's talking about legacy genius, I guess, in the same way that Bob Arum and Don King and P.T. Barnum were, were geniuses. He is a promotional genius, and I'm sure that there are still flashes of when you talk to Vince. It's not like I'm there talking to him all the time, and I'm sure, you know, again, he, people are he's, – he's created a hell of a legacy and cast a large, large shadow, but – I mean, you know, we've been talking about it. We talk about it every day, and, and the product, unfortunately, speaks for itself. Okay, so this person says, How essential is AEW Dark being the elite for watching AEW? I've not watched wrestling regularly since 2010-ish, and my wife never has. To be honest, ask me this question again in two months. Yeah. Because right now, I don't know, to be honest with you. And, I and think, well, hold on. Oh, I think that AEW, the TNT show, I think that that should be a show where if you only watch that show on TNT, you should be able to know everything that's going on. I think if they decide that AW Dark is essential and being the elite is essential, and if you as a viewer don't watch those shows, you're going to fall behind, I think that would be a huge mistake. Now, last week when they did the AW Dark, I think I guaranteed on this show that we would have a recap of the finishes of the matches on the TNT show. And we did not. And I think that was a big mistake. If they do the TNT show tonight, and they don't show anything from this Omega Janela match, I think that's a huge mistake. I think, and there's two reasons for that. Number one, I don't think that a YouTube show should be essential to being a fan of the product. It should be a supplement. Like, if you want more... You can watch everything on AEW Dark. But if you miss AEW Dark, don't worry about it. We're going to show you the finish to the Omega Janela match. We're going to tell you why the match happened, why Omega took this match, and what the point is in the storyline. They have to do that on TNT. They haven't been doing that, but it was only one week. So we'll find out, and in a month, I will answer this question for you better. Well, it should not... Dark should never have to be an essential show for you to watch because obviously Dynamite should be that way, but dark should be what it is which is you know it's like back in the day when preliminary matches were taking place with you know two people who weren't necessarily figured into the mix the match might go eight minutes and you're going to talk about the match as it goes on but realistically they use that as a backdrop so they could talk about some of the storylines and and bigger angles that they have coming up and you know, I'm sure there's not a lot of people out there without cable, but, you know, you got to look at that YouTube show as almost something where it's like, okay, the people that didn't watch Dynamite that just may be tuning in for free or because they don't have cable or whatever it is, they should be know, they should know what's going on. And you give them a little bit, you give them a personality piece. We had the, the, the referee uh, interviewed by Cody Rhodes and her story. You get a, you know, a match on there. Obviously, you get a main event style match on there when it came to, to Joey Janela and, and Kenny Omega. But, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as going the opposite way, Dynamite, showing clips on Dynamite of what happens on Dark should only be relevant if you have a case like Kenny Omega and and Joey Janela where it's playing into a bigger storyline that's going to take place on the show. Otherwise, I don't think you bother with it. And I I think I do like your idea, though, in reverse of Dynamite or 
after dark or dark showing clips of, of what happened on dynamite and showing some of the finishes there. I think that would actually, you know, just drill home, you know, why you should be watching, you know, in the next day for the show or get you caught up on what you may have missed last week. This person here says tweeted you last night. Kenny shouldn't be taking bumps like that for no reason. Well, like I said, it's not for no reason if they air those clips on national television tonight and put it into the story of this big match he's got coming up at the pay-per-view. If there are no clips of this on the show tonight, then yes, I will come on here tomorrow and say that that was really dumb. But, Brian, here, I ask you, uh, let me ask you this, because, like, Kenny Omega was supposedly brain DDT'd through a glass table. There's not one scratch on him. There's not one drop of anything on him. That was dumb. It was really dumb. And it's like, I would rather see after that an aggressive Kenny Omega go out there and either take a couple of hits, but beat the hell out of Joey Janela at his game to get himself ready for, for Moxley. Because again, he's like, and it, not an insult to Janela, but he's like three levels ahead as, as we're supposed to be looking at this in, in pro wrestling terms and in AEW terms of the totem pole. I know he's on a losing streak, but it's not like, you know, you know Sonny Kiss could be on a winning streak. It's like, you know, it, it, everything is not necessarily even in this whole equation yet. There are stars and guys who are on the way up. So, you know, Janela in their deal is on the way up. Why couldn't Omega have gone in there and, frankly, gotten a lot more of that match and maybe had it be a little bit more shorter and be more impactful where it wasn't such a trade-off back and forth? Because it's like, I'm not sure if you're really ready for John Moxley. Well, that's it, the story. Like, the idea is they were not going in there to have a wrestling match, like a New Japan match. If it's a, if it's a match, like, obviously, Kenny Omega should be far superior to Joey Janela, but Kenny Omega is stepping out of his comfort zone and into someone else's comfort zone so it should be more difficult to beat him in a hardcore match that's his whole that's joey janelle's whole gimmick is he's the king of these crazy hardcore matches so kenny should have to work hard to beat this guy and that does play into the story of well man moxley's maybe even more crazy than joey janela so it's going to be more difficult that's I, I do again. It, I think you know just philosophical differences. Again, it's not, it's just what well, one likes as opposed to another. I'm not against it. I'll hate it or anything like that. I just you know him going out there and maybe having a more decisive victory over Janelle or really blowing through somebody else. And you call back. I mean, it's not like you can't have Excalibur and 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 Jr. talk about the fact this guy was in DDT. He's done a lot of crazy things. In fact, you know you can make fun of Jim Cornette or whatever because he wrestled this or, or you know a, a blow up doll or a 14 year old or whatever. But it's like he had these crazy wild hard hardcore matches against your June Kasai's and people like that. And it's like, that's got to be pulled back out of Omega. And he goes out there and just destroys somebody. I think, I don't know. I don't know if that would have gotten along any better. And we still have time to get to the pay-per-view, but it's just, I guess, different strokes for different people. This person here says, was it just me or did the librarian gimmick totally kill the momentum on AEW Dark? You know, what's funny is the librarian gimmick sucks. It drives me crazy. But Peter Avalon actually is a pretty good worker. Like, in the match as a wrestler, he was good. But he's out there before the match being the librarian, and the fans clearly did not want to see the librarian. They do like a gimmick, you know, loser loses their gimmick or something like that. Like Luchasaurus versus the librarian. If the Luchasaurus loses, he can no longer be a dinosaur. If Peter Avalon loses, he can no longer be the librarian. Boom, done. Does he have to be a dinosaur? Fine with me. He'd probably get over a lot bigger as a dinosaur. 
he'd probably be one of those vegetarian ones. He's very slim. Bert says, I didn't have a problem with the match considering Omega's facing Moxley. Didn't agree with that DDT comment at all. Everything made sense in the storyline. Wait, the DDT through the glass table? I don't know if he's talking about that or Kenny Omega being in DDT. It's not specified Oh, okay. Fair enough. On the Lana Rusev-Lashley angle, I don't necessarily hate the idea of the story, but have zero interest in a Rusev versus Lashley match. Also, why is this happening? What caused it? It's shoot first, ask questions later. Yes, welcome to WWE. Everything is shoot first and ask questions later. (laughs) Especially when you shoot right in your foot. (laughs) Person says, does it not seem inevitable that Rollins is going to beat The Fiend at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia where they won't get any fan backlash? Well, listen, if The Fiend isn't drafted, Seth has to win. Otherwise, SmackDown has both of the titles. And there's no way for Raw to get it back since they're claiming you will never see Raw versus SmackDown matches again. You're wrong, Brian. Future considerations. Well, maybe that's what it is. God, what a storyline that would be. Great. <laughs> this person here says, can you get Granny to review NWA Power? I'd love her perspective as an older fan, given she, I am a teenager who loves it. She'd love Tim Storm. Probably. He could be her son. Powdered Toast Man. Somebody brought him up. He does look like, remember the guy who drew Ren and Stimpy? Tim Storm in some ways kind of does look like a Ren and Stimpy type of character. But again, 53 years old or whatever it is. Um, what, that's why you keep working, people. You know, this guy got his break at the age of 50, became NWA champion or whatever it was. You know, and just, you know, right place, right time. And good for him, you know. And, and you know, one thing, too, I do want to mention this before we get out of here, too. Uh, seeing Ricky Starks and seeing... Uh, private party in in AEW. It's just a reminder too to remember to kind of still go out there and watch your local independents because in an era where everybody is so well connected and we know about people as soon as they debut and we're we're hyper focused on everybody because everything's out there and available. You know, people still fly under the radar who are out there working hard. And there's, you know, little places everywhere that you can go and catch people like Private Party and Ricky Starks because they have absolutely, I mean, we'll see what happens with with the NWA and where that goes. But obviously Private Party is uh, rapidly going to increase their attention and their popularity as they get showcased on AEW. And they were guys who... You know, we, we didn't really know about. They didn't really have any of that buzz or that spotlight or anything like that just, you know, weeks ago. So it's just, it's it's absolutely awesome. All right, listen, I got to read this. This person says, Brian, at this point for WWE, is there any one person that can turn this company around, whether it's someone that wrestles or someone that works within the back? Let me explain this to you. There are 500 people that work for WWE, Okay. At the absolute minimum, there's probably two dozen people that could turn this around. And if you think about all of the people that wrestle, that have knowledge of wrestling, that have worked in wrestling for a long time, there might be a hundred people that have given the opportunity as wrestlers or as people running the show could turn this thing around. The issue is not, is there someone who can turn it around? The issue is, there is someone Who's preventing it from being turned around? That's the problem. It's called a bottleneck. And his name is Vince McMahon. And he's in the way. So you could have the 500 smartest people that have ever lived on this planet when it comes to pro wrestling, alive or dead, working for WWE, 
and it doesn't make a difference. You could have Rock, Austin, Sam Mushnick, Strangler Lewis, whoever. It doesn't matter because there's a bottleneck in the way named Vince McMahon. He's got to get out of the way. Then we'll see how many different people could turn this place around. That's the problem. Adam Pierce, Pat Buck, Shawn Michaels, Steve Carino, Triple H. <laughs> you know, I mean, just there are, I mean, and that's not even part of, the, I mean, barely part of the list where you run it down and you go, there's some really smart wrestling people here who really know pro wrestling. You know, I bet can really put some things together. But until they get the opportunity without being chained, what can you really say? This person wants to know if Bray White has fire insurance. You know what's funny about the whole the whole Bray Wyatt thing on Monday. It's like, yes, this guy is a diabolical person. He's not very nice. But they've established in storyline that one of the reasons he's like this is because his house got burned down. Sister Abigail was killed, right? So now he's subjected to more fire and arson, and we're supposed to hate him? Back in a moment, Observer Live. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800 Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. 
and we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, on being the elite, for months... Referee Knox had a gimmick where he would enforce the rules 24-7, counting people out of the locker room, giving someone five seconds to stop leaning on a rope, etc. This week, they did a flashback to before the first episode of Dynamite to explain that he was told he needed to lighten up and not be so strict to attempt to make sense out of the lack of the DQ in the six-man on the first show. They further had him say afterwards, quote, I'm sorry, but nobody wants their main event to end in a DQ. So if you're sick of WWE not making sense, AEW is at least trying to go out of their way to make sure they plug any logic holes that are pointed out by fans. That also sounds like a knock on Hell in a Cell. I'm sorry. You think? Nobody wants to see their main event end in a DQ. And that wasn't even a Hell in a Cell match. It was a six-man, for crying out loud. A double on time. That's not a double. What, what's the, the word with the two? It means two things. Come on, you're good with the words, right? You got all the good words. I have words. no idea what you're talking about. But hey, listen. Yeah. Tonight on NXT, Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, Keith Lee, and Dominic Dijakovic. You said it, yeah! They hate that name in a rubber match. Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza, the return of Tegan Knox. AEW tonight, Chris Jericho, Darby Allin in a street fight. Riho versus Dr. Britt Baker. And two first-round tag team matches, Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. And Best Friends versus SCU. That's coming up tonight. Enjoy your Wednesday Night Wars, everybody. We'll talk about them tonight on Wrestling Observer Radio for subscribers with Dave Meltzer. Sign up at WrestlingObserver.com for like 20 brand new podcasts every week and 10,000 in the archives. You will not regret it, especially at this point in the history of wrestling. Check that out tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with more. That's it. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.